why teaching? Why is that important? Good morning and welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao, and well, the weather outside is frightful, or at least the roads for the most part in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. But of course, we are bringing you the latest news, headlines, events, and more from around the region on the show. So Glad to have you guys with us and looking forward to telling you about all of the things that are happening in your communities. Right now, we're going to get you to this week's headlines on The Wrap. On the front page of this week's Main Street Murray, you can find Joe Huckabee, who turned 100 years old. And we all need to give Joe a big round of applause because the head of hair that man has is phenomenal. In addition to that, you can find information about a brand new contest about to start, which will allow you to enter for a chance to win a dream home. And your $100 raffle ticket will go to support St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis. So, of course, find details on the front page there. You can also find a story about the Casey Lane uh, rezoning. And that was taken up at the Columbia City Council meeting uh, last week. So details there, as well as details on different bills that Representative Scott Sapicki and Kip Capley are introducing in the State House of Representatives. The top story this week is Andy Ogles facing ethics complaints in similar fashion to what led to the uh, dismissal of George Santos from Congress earlier uh, in this cycle. So you can find details on what the claims are against Representative Andy Ogles. All of that is on the front page. You can find much, much more local news inside Main Street Murray. Make sure to pick up your copy today. We're going to send you down to Scott Stewart, who's got Giles County and Lawrence County's wraps all in one. Hey everybody, it's Scott Stewart, and this is the Pulaski Citizen and Lawrence County Advocate Wrap for this week. The big news this week is snow and cold weather, and we've got plenty of it, right? I got a chance to run between, back and forth between Pulaski and Lawrenceburg Monday, and got some shots for both papers. You'll see those. Both squares are picturesque, as you can see right here behind me. How beautiful is that, right? And I think now that the snow stopped, the crews may be able to start making a little progress on the roads, hopefully. Uh, you can go to the Lawrence County Advocate Facebook page and the Plastic Assistant Facebook page. I'm giving all the updates I can on cloak. We can on closing. We allow, we uh, definitely want people to get on there on the comments and put their closings on there. Anything they know, we're kind of using social media as the way it's supposed to be used so that it can help us all, right? The main thing everybody needs to remember is that unless you have to get out, unless it's just absolutely necessary, don't get out on the road right now until you find out they're clear. And even when you find out they're clear, y'all, they're still slick. So please, everybody just be careful and don't take any unnecessary chances. A real quick note for the Pulaski Citizen and Lawrence County Advocate, both will be delayed 24 hours on delivery. Uh, they both should start showing up in stores on Wednesday uh, evening and then Thursday. And then hopefully, as long as the Postal Service uh, gets on its normal delivery schedule, hopefully we'll be able to get the citizen 
to the subscribers here in Giles County uh, by Thursday morning. So just, just remember that. We appreciate everybody's patience. Uh, it's just like everybody else. We're, everybody has to deal with it, even the newspaper, right? So, uh, so on the front of the advocate this week, a Lawrenceburg industrial site has been uh, has received uh, select site select site status from the state. So go ahead and check that out. Um, LUS is discussing the possibility of a rate adjustment, and you need to read that because there's a lot of information about it. Why they're even talking about it? So uh, please read that. Voter registration deadline is February 5th if you plan on voting in the March 5th uh, primary. And there's snow pictures from Lawrence County. Uh, like I said, I got to drive over there. Lawrence County Square, Lawrenceburg Square is uh, is amazing. It's beautiful all around. It's, it's just beautiful all around, especially now that the snow stopped falling. So you can see those on the front page. Also on the uh, Facebook pages, as I said, you can find, uh, you can find uh, more photos of Lawrence County there. Uh, inside, there's information from the St. Joseph's meeting uh, recently. Uh, obituaries. We've gotten caught up on our Lawrence County Historical Society with this week's uh, edition. Uh, their programs, we, we kind of got behind in the transition back in November. I think we've got caught up. This week we have the uh, Tennessee Severs, uh, uh, the highlight of the Historical Society program. I really like those Historical Society uh, uh, articles in case you guys don't haven't gotten to see them. They're great. As always, there's puzzles and comics. There's town criers. Uh, update from uh, Senator Paige Wally and three pages of local high school basketball action from last week. Now, let me tell you something. You're not going to get the kind of in-depth coverage of all of our local high schools uh, basketball teams that you get from Lawrence County Advocate. That includes articles and photos. You're, you're just going to have a hard time beating uh, our ability to cover your our, our local uh, high school, your favorite teams. For the Plasky Citizen this week, we've got Tracy Harris as our Citizen Spotlight. He takes his spot of honor right there, front and center, top of the page of the front page this week. As far as news goes, it's pretty much the same as Lawrence County over here. Snow, 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 and plenty of it. We got some great photos that people have been sharing on our Facebook page, and we snagged a couple of those, and we've actually got them on the front page. My two favorite uh, is the Dalmatians in the snow and one of the other favorites that I have that's not on Facebook, but it's but it's in, in, on the front page of the paper, is Mayor J.J. Brindley, Plasky Mayor J.J. Brindley on a snowmobile in front of the courthouse. I mean, how many times are you gonna get that picture, right? So anyway, there's uh, that's, the, that's what we have on the front page as far as pictures go. You'll have to tell us what your favorite is. Also, uh, don't forget to use our Facebook page to share your pictures. You never know when we might snag one and put it on the, page, on, on the front page. The county commission has moved its meeting that was supposed to be Tuesday of this week to Monday of next week. And top among those things that they're gonna be discussing is the Bridgeport Middle School renovations and upgrades project and how to pay for it. Uh, there's actually a little bit more information about that than there was last week because they've had a, a meeting since then. Uh, they have two committees that have now uh, recommended that, the, uh, that they pass the bond issue of $8.7 million. So, Make sure you pick that up and read it. I've got a pretty thorough breakdown of all that they're supposed to deal with. That is coming up 9 o'clock Monday morning right here in the Giles County Courthouse. And uh, we will have it live on Plasky Citizen Live if you cannot make it. 
Uh, we've got an article on the most recent Board of Mayor and Alderman, Plasky Board of Mayor and Alderman meeting. We got Giles Pass highlighting Oddfellas Hall this week, a ribbon cutting for Hood Automotive, senior citizens happenings. We got obituaries, backward glances, property transfers, general sessions court docket, church page, community briefs, funny games, all the things you come to love about the Plasky Citizen. And this week we've got information uh, from some of our great advertisers. Sharp Motor Company's got some new stuff going on out there. They want you to know about it. Check it out in the Citizen. Also, Northside Medical Professionals have opened up an office out on West College Street. They want to, show, they want to take, uh, introduce themselves as well, let you guys know where they are and what they're doing. And uh, we got a reminder from MTSU right there on the front page, at the bottom of the front page, to not forget about them when your kid's looking at where they want to go or anybody's looking to uh, where they want to go and get, uh, get their extended education. So we've got something for everybody in the Plasky Citizen Lawrence County Advocates. Start looking for them Wednesday evening and Thursday in the markets. And hopefully uh, by Thursday, we will have uh, the subscribers for the Plasky Citizen will have their newspapers in their mailbox. So everybody, please remember to stay safe. And if you don't have to get out, don't. And if you do have to get out, and even if you think the road's clear, don't trust it, it's not. Let's take my word for it. There's a, the temperatures are gonna remain low and the roads are going to still be treacherous. Uh, some of the back roads, we all know, they, they won't thaw up until summertime, right? I'm <laughs> hey, and also I want to say right now, thank you to all of our utility workers, our emergency responders, and our medical people who are, who are out here in this doing what they have to do to keep us with our, our water and our gas and our electricity. They're out there uh, whenever we need help. As far as emergency responders, they're coming to us. They're getting us to the hospital where these emergency, these uh, medical personnel have been uh, braving all these, uh, all these conditions to make sure they're there for us. Thank you to those guys. Back to you, Chris. Having a good, confident smile and being able to portray that positivity to others is really helpful. A professional family atmosphere is what we get every time we come here. Our hygienists do a better job at kind of assessing mouths and coming up with plans than most dentists do. They're very kind and they're very aware of other people. I think if there's things that I would want you to leave here with, I want you to feel like you were heard, that we listened to you, and I want you to feel like that your concerns were addressed. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Hello and welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. I am Olivia Adams and I am here at fire station number one in Columbia where the Columbia City Council recently approved nearly five million dollars in renovations and an expansion and who better to talk to about that than Columbia Fire Chief Ty Cobb and Deputy Chief Nick Brown. Um, well thank you for talking with us this morning. Um, can you tell our viewers a little bit about the renovations and what to expect? Well, Olivia, you can expect a lot. First, we're very excited about this renovation and expansion of Fire Station 1. This station was built in 1977-78 to house fire companies. Um, the city has grown so much since then, uh, and we've been planning and, and working towards this renovation and expansion for 
several years now. It's been a long time coming. We're very excited about it. So how did the project originally start? So as, as the city has grown and our services continue to expand and, and we have five divisions, we have administrative, suppression, emergency management, uh, fire inspection division, uh, suppression division. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of services that are provided to Columbia, from Columbia Fire and Rescue to the city of Columbia. Uh, and we knew we needed more room. Uh, we also have more females working here now than ever. Uh, uh, the department is very diverse and continues to reflect the community it serves. And this expansion uh, and renovation is going to put us more in modern times. We'll have separation for male and female dormitories. Uh, we'll have an upgraded kitchen with hood suppression system uh, and be up to code. And that's very important for us. So uh, right now, everything is being moved this month, the month of January. Uh, Administrative offices are moving to Firefighters Drive mm -hmm. out behind uh, Howell Elementary School off Bear Creek Pike. So anybody needing any reports or anything would need to come to that station. That will be temporary for the next 12 to 14 months. Station one that's getting remodeled will still have a fire company here to protect the downtown area. I think that's very important that our citizens know that. Chief Brown, I know that you have worked alongside the architect of this project, George Newber. Can you tell me more about the square footage and the expansion? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mr. Newber with Newber Engineering. Um, I've been working closely with him um, all the way from the very beginning where we were doing the floor plans to get it developed to this point to be able to go out to bid. And Brindley Construction was awarded the bid through the City of Columbia, the bidding process. Um, and Mr. Newber and I have been emailing back and forth um, on every little detail all the way down to what doorknobs we're going to be putting in there. It's very, a lot of information, a lot of preparing, but as long as we can prepare right now, it's going to make this uh, flow so much smoother as we start uh, the process. Olivia, we're really excited that George Newber uh, is the architect. Uh, George is local. Uh, he knows the community. He knows the wants and needs that we need here for this fire station. So in working together with him over the last two years of designing and planning and, and seeing what we needed uh, and how we needed to expand, he was able to put that all together. Um, he's done a great job with that. He's passionate about the community. And that's what's been very special in this project is that this fire station expansion and renovation will meet the needs of Columbia for the next 15, 20, 25 years. What are some changes that we can see with the improvements that are coming? So one of the things that I'm most excited about is the infrastructure. So uh, currently we have about 13,000 square feet of area and we're gonna be, after the remote is complete, we're gonna have 17,000 um, square feet. So we're adding quite a bit during the remodel. Some of that infrastructure is gonna be updated living areas. Um, uh, common areas for the firefighters to um, uh, relax and, and, and we're also adding um, a training room so that's something that's something new that we're going to add that's going to help with the flow of operating here at the station one. 
Chief Cobb, when are these improvements set to begin and how long are they expected? So January 2024 is the month for moving out of Station 1. So we are currently relocating everything except uh, engine, fire, two fire engines and crew that will be downtown. Uh, following that, uh, from, from February and the next 12 months after that, 12 to 14 months, will be the demo and construction and expansion of the facility. I would also want to make the public aware that our firefighters will be staying in a mobile home outside the front of the building uh, while the demo and while the construction is going on. And I apologize for that, but uh, it's the best setup that we can have to keep services and keep quick response in our downtown area. So our firefighters will still be here, but they will be located in the mobile home out front of the facility. You guys are really excited about this renovation and expansion. Yes, we are, and we're excited. The teamwork that has came with this and working with everybody and coming together, uh, our thanks to Columbia City Council for funding this project and working with us, and thanks to the community for all their support for our firefighters and public safety uh, as a whole, first responders in Columbia, Murray County that work and serve and give, give their all every day. We're, we're thankful for your support and for your prayers and continuing uh, to support everything we do. Well, thank you so much, Chief Cobb and Deputy Chief Brown, uh, taking the time to speak with us this morning, and we'll be right back. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-Ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street. It is time, of course, to take a look at sports. So let's send you over to Maurice Patton, who has your Main Street Murray sport. Yeah, Chris, this week's Main Street Murray print edition has coverage of a big District 10-1A matchup on the boys' side as Santa Fe and Richland met up for the first time in league play, both ranked in the top 10 of the Associated Press statewide poll. Again, coverage of that in the print edition here.
that came, comes out today. Also, um, a little wrestling. Summit with a big match against Montgomery Bell Academy. Also had Summertown and Loretto round one. And, you know, we can't miss that. So um, a lot of basketball in here, including results from the Murray County Middle School Championships that wrapped up over the weekend. We've also got Spring Hill and Page wrestling coverage. And get you ready for the state bowling tournament that was supposed to start today at Smyrna, but has now been pushed back because of the white stuff outside. But Lawrence County and Columbia Academy's boys bowling teams will both be involved in that, in addition to some individuals from both those teams. Columbia Central will have a couple of individuals over there. Spring Hill has a freshman, and Lawrence County has a couple of girls going as well in Division One. Again, as always, we've got our box scores. We've got our schedule, which may or may not mean anything this week with the inclement weather that we have had and expect to have later in the week. And we've got our high school basketball stat leaders. So be sure and check out the print edition of Main Street Murray this week. Coming up, again, the weather's going to play a big role in what we have online at MainStreetMurray.com and in print next week. So just check us out, see what we come up with. It's update. Thanks, Mo. Now we'll go to Wade Neely, who is standing by with an update from the Pulaski Citizen. Hey, folks, Wade Neely here, sports editor at the Pulaski Citizen. Broke out my finest winter wear as uh, Mother Nature has dumped snow all across the mid-state, all across uh, really a lot of the southeast. But sports roll on, and we've got a jam-packed edition of the Pulaski Citizen this week as our sports section features content from the Richland Lady Raiders. Uh, features two signees from the Giles County softball team. They're going to continue their college careers. And then also we have recaps from the Giles County Bobcats and Lady Bobcats. Real quick, let's talk about the Richland Lady Raiders. They suffered a tough loss, 60-29 to versus Wayne County way back on last Monday. But they bounced back in style, 63-34. to They picked up their second district victory as they knocked off Santa Fe on the road. Again, that game was played last Friday. Shelby Higgins and Bailey Blair, they kind of continue to lead the charge. Higgins had 28 in the win last week versus Santa Fe. I mentioned two uh, Lady Bobcats are going to play at the next level as Marie Bodley and Hope Murphy have signed to continue their softball careers right here in Pulaski at UT Southern. Have a great story on the duo that uh, has led Giles County to some pretty solid success over the last couple of years and now as seniors they took their commitment and uh, put that process to bed, and they, again, are signing with UT Southern. We have reactions from uh, Coach Hope Davis, who's the new head coach at UTS. We also have reaction from GCHS head coach Morgan May. Lady Bobcats uh, had a tough week last week falling to Marshall County on the road and then also fell at home to Lawrence County earlier in the week as uh, GCHS still looking for that first district win, uh, but the Lady Bobcats are playing well in spurts and hopefully one of those district games will end up in the win column sooner than later. As we creep down toward the bottom of uh, our sports section this week, it was uh, the Richland Raiders. They dropped two heartbreakers. I mean heartbreakers as Wayne County wins on Monday night, 53-51. They uh, are fouled by the Richland Raiders on a shot from half court, and uh, Wayne County makes two of the three free throws and again wins that game. And then in the game that our good friend Maurice Patton was at last Friday night, 
it was Santa Fe knocking off Richland 62 to 50 as Alden Slaughter, uh, well, he does what he does. And uh, the Raiders, again, suffer that tough district defeat. Teams will meet a little bit later in Linville throughout the, uh, during the stretch of this season here. Finally, on the back page here, Giles County splitting two district matchups. They got blasted. The Bobcats did 73 to 44 versus Lawrence County last Tuesday. However, they bounced back with a 62-56 win versus Marshall County on Friday. Yours truly, I was at the game, and it was a whale of a contest as Giles County had to come from behind in the final moments, but they do take it again, 62-56 to versus their district rivals. As always, we have words, uh, really fun columns each and every single week from our good friend Larry Woody. You may be wondering, with all the winter weather, what's going to look, uh, what sport's going to look like next week? A lot of the games are canceled. We've already seen cancellations for Richland and Giles County. Might see a couple more as the week kind of unfolds. We have some things in store, and one of the big things that we'll tell you about in next week's edition of the Pulaski Citizen is going to be the UT Southern Firehawks. Their men's basketball team is absolutely rolling right now. We'll have a great story on them, and we have other feature content lined up because it does not look like we might get many games on the hardwood this week. That's all the time we've got for this week's sports update. I've been Wade Neely, once again, sports editor at the Pulaski Citizen. Check us out in print or check us out always online at PulaskiCitizen.com. Thanks, fellas. When we come back on Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee, weather and more right after this. They have always met wildest expectations as far as taking care of my teeth and my health. You know, teeth health is very important now to your heart. And I told him one day, I said, I'd love to have nice teeth and nice hair. And uh, he said, uh, well, I can take care of the teeth but I can't take care of the hair. And I said, you can make my teeth? He said, yeah. I said, well, let's go for it. And he did. And I have been tremendously pleased. Dr. Hart, if you need him at night, he's here. This staff here will take care of you 24-7. You don't have to worry about, I can't get a hold of my dentist, my tooth's hurting. No, they will be here for you. And if I could get Dr. Hart to take that same artistry that he has and grow hair, then he would, he would be double rich. Welcome back in to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's time now to take a look at weather from our friends at Tennessee Valley Weather, who have been keeping you up to date throughout this entire winter storm. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Channel, this is your weather today. Hey folks, good morning to you. Ben Luna here with you in the Home Weather Center, wishing you a fantastic and still safe Wednesday morning. Extremely cold temperatures remaining across the area as we head through today. Many of you adding about 5 to 10 degrees as opposed to where we were yesterday for today's high. That should top out at around 25 to 26 degrees under a partially cloudy sky. Now again, temps overnight will nosedive all the way down to the low to mid-teens across the entire area. And looking ahead to Thursday, we'll start with partially cloudy skies tomorrow. However, more clouds build in and a clipper system dives down across the mid-state region, producing the possibility for a wintry mix. Now, depending on your exact location, northern parts of the region could see a few rain showers 
Central areas could see a mix of sleet to snow, and southern areas could see a little bit of snowfall again. This should not last long and be out of here as we head toward Friday morning. Now, Friday afternoon will clear again, back to partly cloudy skies, and temperatures, well, after being well above freezing for the high on Thursday, we're right back down again Friday to around 28, and then you'll notice the 20s here for your Saturday. Warming up again, though, as we look ahead to Sunday and points on into next week. That's a quick check on your weather on Main Street. Thanks for stopping by. Have a blessed Wednesday, and we'll talk to you soon. That's going to do it for this edition of Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Thanks once again to you guys for hanging out with us throughout this show. Hope you have found this to be an informative piece of your weekly news updates. Once again, we'll be back on Wednesday on Main Street Media Television on your iOS or Android device. Download the app today. You can also download the Main Street Media app, which will allow you to see the print stories that are on our websites as well. Both of those apps are available on iOS and Android devices. Of course, Main Street Media Television is available on Roku, Apple, Fire Stick, and more. So please make sure to download your apps. See us on Wednesday on our social media channels and, of course, the Main Street Media Television app. Until then, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great week. We'll see you then.